0: Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Try to imagine how Mary Magdalene and the other women felt after that Good Friday. It's impossible to do. No one had ever loved Mary like Jesus did. No one had ever treated her so kindly. With so much respect and care. No one had given her anything the way that he had. And he didn't even want anything from her in return. This made her and the women with her love him even more. More than that, they had put their hopes in Jesus. They believed that God had sent him to deliver them from the hands of their enemies And now their hope was gone. When they saw Jesus die on the cross, I bet they thought that God had abandoned them. The Bible said that he was marred beyond human semblance. You didn't even want to look at him. But have you ever felt abandoned? Do you ever feel like it's hard to get out of bed in the morning? Do you ever find it hard to put one foot in front of another? Because you wonder, what's the point? I've heard a lot of people of all ages wonder, why am I here? I've heard college students and I've heard people in their their 90s wonder, why am I still here? On the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb. It was early Sunday morning. These women woke woke up early not because they were happy, but because they couldn't sleep the night before out of grief. They missed Jesus the way that a spouse misses the other who has passed away. The sun was beginning to rise, so the women met together at their designated spot and they walked to the tomb. They weren't gossiping about the events of the week. They weren't chatting about the weather. They just walked. They walked to the place where their hope was buried. In fact, their plans were to adorn their grief with spices that they had prepared. Their plans were to take care of the dead, their dead. Now, these women did not go to the tomb of Jesus with any sort of expectation. After what they saw on Friday, they had no reason for hope. Their hope was lost. And I think that we can all relate in one way or another. Whether we're at the grave of a relative, whether we just are in it and we can't see a way out of what we're going through. But when they got to Jesus' grave, they found that the stone was rolled away from the tomb. This was an odd thing. In fact, they were just wondering who would roll the stone away for them. And here it was, rolled away. What is going on? They probably didn't have much time to think about anything else. But for a moment, they were distracted from their grief. It wasn't a good distraction or a bad distraction, it was just something that they didn't expect and it caught them off guard. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever, have you ever had your mind on something, maybe it's grief, maybe it's a task you have to, that you're setting out to do, and then all of a sudden something catches you off guard? That's the type of thing that these women were experiencing when they saw the stone rolled away, things were not as they expected. They had to check it out. And when they went into the tomb, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. I've, I've visited, uh, visited um, funeral homes with people that have uh, seen the body for the first time. I've been in that situation as well. And walking up there, you're mentally preparing yourself. You're getting yourself ready for what you're about to see. But I have never had an experience where after preparing yourself to see what you are about to see, that there is nothing there. Where... Would he be? Why didn't they tell anyone anything? Where did they put him? While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground. Let's stop right there. These women were no longer sad. They were no longer depressed. They are now afraid. When I read this, it makes me think that they still had value for their lives. When you are frightened, or when you feel a threat, you want to be protected. This tells me that if these women were wondering what's the point of my life, it was partly answered right there. There is value in life itself. Living is a gift. It is a gift that we cherish and and we do not want it to be taken away. These women were frightened. But the message that they were about to hear would change how they felt in short order. The men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and die and be crucified and on the third day rise. You see what the angels did? And I love this. Angel in the Greek is angelos. It means messenger. In the midst of their pain, in the midst of their suffering, God sent messengers. He sent angels. And they directed these women, where? To the words of the Son of God. These women went to the place where they had last seen Jesus. They had gone to the place where their sadness was greatest. They went to see Jesus, but instead they were directed to his words. And they remembered his words. In returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. Their sadness, their distress, their depression, and their fear were replaced by With God's word. With hope. Could this be? What type of things are you dealing with this morning? Let's start over here. No, just kidding. (laughs) We're going to work our way around the room. We'd be here a long time. But we're all dealing with something this morning. What burdens did you come here? carrying? Are you finding it hard to sleep because there's sadness and distress in your life? I imagine for many of the students, there's sadness and regret that I had not started studying earlier. (laughs) But in all honesty, sometimes I think all of us at some point in our lives find it hard to get out of bed in the morning. All of us at one point find it hard to put one foot in front of another because sometimes it is too much to bear. When you came here this morning, what were you expecting to see? Whatever it was, whatever it was that you expected or didn't expect, let me leave you with some words from God. God, through the Apostle Paul, writes If in this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of all of those who have fallen asleep. Jesus lives. Hallelujah Christ is risen He has risen indeed Hallelujah And because he lives we who believe in him we have new life And this is something that we must be reminded of each and every day In the small catechism it says what does this baptism with water indicate It indicates that with daily contrition and repentance. I must die and daily must rise again. This is a daily reality for us. And listen to some of the promises that we have because Jesus lives. God tells us, Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth and the former things shall not be remembered they will not come to mind that thing that's making it impossible for you to move forward will not even come to mind on the day when Jesus returns for you that is a promise the same promise that Je- the same type of promise that Jesus delivered to the three women before They saw his suffering. And you know what? When they saw Jesus suffering, they suffered. They loved him. When you lose somebody, you suffer. You love them. But they were reminded that he would rise. And we are reminded that he will return again. Another promise. Be glad and rejoice forever in which in that which I create for behold I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness This verse is talking about heaven In heaven everything everything will be a joy even that person that's in this con- that's in this room that bugs you <laughs> I love that it says each one of us who trust in Jesus on earth it says that we will be a gladness I don't know about you but right now I'm not always the greatest person to be around sometimes I sometimes I'm annoying Sometimes I have to be put up with, but in heaven, it says, I will be a gladness to others and to God Himself. And so will you. That is a promise that God's Word has given to you this morning. And God Himself says, I will rejoice in Jerusalem I will be glad in my people No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping or the cry of distress God will be glad in me I won't cry before him anymore God will be glad in you. And you won't cry anymore. The Bible is chock full of promises like that for all who have faith in Christ. And if you have faith in Christ and you're counting on those promises that's why you want them so badly for the people that you love in your life who don't know him. I have friends, I have family who don't know the Lord. I pray that these promises that I am banking on are promises that they would come up and gather around as well. You can read the rest of these promises In the scripture. But know this these promises are made possible because, in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. Because he lives, the hymn says, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all hope is not lost. I do not know what burdens that you have brought with you this morning. But you can leave as the women did. With God's word, with God's word of hope. And a knowledge of a risen Savior. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.